I'm doing a what's in my teacup today. So if you're joining, please say hello in the comments. I'm in YouTube, Facebook group, and my Full Circle Liberals Facebook page. So I'm in a number of places. Plus, I'm recording this for my podcast. My podcast is Herbs. It's an acronym, Herbs with Erin Remedies for Body and Spirit. And so I'm recording this. So if you're watching the or listening to the podcast and I show something and I mention it, go to my Full Circle Herbals YouTube channel or my Full Circle Herbals Facebook page and you'll see what I'm showing. So I can also upload this as a video in, um, in my podcast. So for those of you, I think in iTunes or Spotify, you can also watch this in that capacity too. So there's all like all sorts of places that I am right now and that I will be so you can, that you may be listening to this. All right. So today, what's in my teacup? It's all about showcasing an herb that I'm drinking or herb. <laughs> and one of my many antique teacups that I have collected from an auction at an antique house that shut down. That antique house went for decades. So it had a huge collection and I just happened to get a bargain on many tea sets and teacups. I don't even know how many. I think there's 40 teacups. I don't even know. I've lost track. I've tried to count. <laughs> and some new teapots and some full collections and some not. I don't know how old they are, but I think some of them are, you know, fairly old um, from what I can tell. And probably some of them at least 80 years old. I don't know. Some Something like that. So the tea, uh, first of the tea set, the teacup, and then I'll show you what I'm drinking today. So here is the saucer. The saucer always uh, looks much like the teacup from what I have in my collections anyway. That's the way I like it. And the cool thing about this set is that it's got a texture on it. I don't know if you can see that in the pictures, but there's this like texture on it. It kind of reminds me of like a basket weaving. And so, and then there's a bunch of what look like roses on the sides and in the center. So I have started to not only um, be a person who knows all the, how to identify plants, but now I'm starting to identify uh, tea sets and where they come from. And they have all these markings on the back to indicate where they're from, or there's little markings on numbers of who the makers are. So I'm learning that. So we have, yeah, lots of roses on this, maybe a pansy in there. Sometimes it's hard to say uh, if it is a specific uh flower that they did paint on there or etch or whatever they did. Um, but usually it looks like something. So it's mainly pinks and yellows today, a little bit of blue in there and that textures on there if you can see it on the rim. So then it does also transfer the, the whole pattern. Let's see if I can get this to focus here. There's the pattern on the side of the teacup too. See, I can actually feel it and you can hear it. It's not smooth. It's got this a cool pattern on it. Uh, excuse me for sniffling. I still am recovering from my cold. Um, there's the flower on the side, which, yeah, looks a bit like a rose. And um, there we go. Now the camera is focusing on that. You can see the blue in there. And then it goes all the way around. All right. The pattern is also in inside, in the middle. I love that. I love it when it's outside, inside. And I love the handle shapes. This one's kind of a more angular. Sometimes they're like a spiral, which is my favorite shape, a spiral. So that's the whole set. And then today, what am I drinking? 
I am drinking Goldenrod Saladego Canadensis. So again, you can see a lot of glare from all these uh, lights happening here, but I'm trying to get it to focus there. You can see the color. It's like a yellowish, yellowish brownish color, more of a yellowish. And that comes from the Saladego flowers in there and the leaves are in there. So this has been steeping for quite some time for at least, uh, let's see, I'm looking at the time here. Oh yeah, we've been about 15 minutes in. I also put in a new, newish plant to me that a fellow herbalist um, showed me. Uh, if you follow her on Instagram, she is the Midnight Herbalist, uh, Carrie Kiernan. And she, um, she introduced me to something called Moldavian Mint. Moldavian Mint. And uh, yeah, it's a mint family, I believe gets these beautiful blue flowers on it, but I added some to my mixture today because I wanted to add a little bit of flavor because the Saladego isn't like, it's not a bad flavor, but it doesn't have like a, a floral flavor or anything like that. So you can see the tea in there. It's a yellowish color. And um, yeah, it's a, the Saladego can be a little, a bit bitter, not a lot, but just a little bit. And definitely that Moldavian mint is in there as well. I can, it's a hint of mint, a hint of mint. <laughs> so I'm gulping some down right now because I have a cold that's uh, finishing, but there's also a level of allergies that are still there because here in Wisconsin, the ragweed is still alive and doing well. At this time of year, I actually am kind of on the cusp of like, I'm in the middle of like, I want it to have a freeze so that the ragweed dies, but I don't want to have a freeze because I don't want all my plants and flowers and everything else to die either. So I'm just kind of like, you know, it's spring equinox yesterday was the, the height of, uh, not spring, fall equinox. Yesterday, uh, September 22nd is fall equinox, the, the technical day, the astrological day. And then, so we're still like in the fall equinox effects of it. So it's interesting, like we're on that equal point, right? We're on like, e it was equal day and equal night. Um, and now I'm kind of in that middle too, where like, yes, I want it to freeze, but I don't want it to freeze. I'm like, I have both. I want both to be happening. So uh, the Saladego canadensis, the goldenrod is helpful for allergy symptoms. And it's also an anti-inflammatory as is the Moldavian mint is an anti-inflammatory. So there, I didn't want to start that tea until I started what's in my teacup. Um, but there it is. So I'm going to be drinking this throughout because I really need the effects of it. <laughs> so yes, I see Cheryl and Catherine here. Hello. Uh, thanks for joining in. I also have my fall colors on. So you can see I have like the the color of uh, reds and oranges and yellows, which are really dominant colors here in Wisconsin for the fall, um, the fall season, and um, some greens and, and yellows and, and golds happening here too. So I'm really in the celebration of the fall equinox happening. And if you're still wanting to have some ideas of how to celebrate and honor this time of the season, um, Emily Morrison from Wise Woman Witchery and I have created the Fall Equinox uh, e-guidebook. So it's an electronic, a digital guidebook. It's like a workbook too. You can actually type in it, you can print it, and there's like uh, little prompts in there to help you celebrate 
um, and create a, a way to honor the season in a way that works for you because we're all experiencing different things across the world in terms of what's growing. For instance, this goldenrod, Saladego canadensis, is um, just about done here in my part of the world. And in I know in some places of Wisconsin, it's probably been done for a while. So uh, what you see growing in your area and the shifts and changes may not be exactly at the same time everybody else's, other people are experiencing it. So the workbook, uh, the guidebook really helps guide you through you know, using what's around you to create a ceremony if you want and how to do um, some ideas for celebrations with yourself, with other people in groups, solitary and family uh, settings. So I created um, the, the celebration part of it with uh, the plants really in mind, but also there's other things in there that Emily has added too with Wise Woman Witchery and she's added some recipes in there. Um, I have a fall garden uh, ritual that you can do to help, you know, put your garden to sleep, as we say in the gardening world, put it to sleep, put it to bed for the for the winter, for the dormant season time. So it's like a 41 page um, uh, book. You can print it, you can download it, you can keep it and use it over and over again. And then also Emily and I did a fall equinox ceremony and you get the replay of that too. So when you can if you want the ceremony, you get the guidebook with it. If you want the guidebook, you get the ceremony with it. They come together and it's on my Full Circle Herbals page. You'll find um, the link for that there. So yes, the goldenrod is very much a, um, a fall type of herb for me here. It's in my yard, still still growing, but um, mostly the, the flowers are done. But you can drink the flowers and the leaf of this goldenrod that I'm drinking so um, flowers and leaf. In fact, I put flowers and leaf together. That's what's in this tea. And you can see them here. Oops, sorry, that's a little loud. You can see the flowers in there, I hope, if I get it close enough to the camera and hopefully that glare doesn't kill you there. Um, and if I can get the camera to focus, there's some flowers in there and the leaves especially. And the Moldavian mint is in there, but it's not easy to see right now. Yes. Hello, somebody here from Toronto, Canada. Hello, yes. I'm not too far from the one part of the Canadian border <laughs> uh, here in Wisconsin. We're touching the border for sure. So uh, definitely the leaves have not changed too much here um, on, the, uh, on the trees, but when they do, it's a really spectacular display of colors. So they don't change color, actually. Did you know that? When leaves start when in the fall, when they go from green to maybe um, reds or yellows, they're actually, the green goes away and then it just showcases what's underneath, what's always, always been there. The different pigments of the leaf have always been there. So that's always really fun to see which plants like all season long, they've all, all been producing these colors at some um, point on the pigments. So... Yeah, the Moldavian mint is easy to grow. It's an annual here in Wisconsin, so um, it may reseed itself. I'm, I'm not sure if that will. I mean, lots of um, annuals will reseed themselves if their seeds can make it through the winter. But the Moldavian mint um, has a blue slash purple, more on the blue side of a flower, and the pollinators just love it. In fact, when we were harvesting it at the shared herbal garden that I'm part of, um, we would all be like, well, I feel so bad cutting the flowers because the bees are here. So, but it was always in such profusion 
that we could leave many of the flowers and harvest what we needed. And we, I mean, there was so much and we had like a row or two of these um, plants and it just, they were just constantly producing and they have a really cool leaf on them too. It's not like a, um, the, the pattern on the edge of the leaf is really um, interesting and unique compared to what most of the uh, plants around here have, you know, just a very soft edge, you know, a, um, a plain edge usually in a, a lancelate kind of shape. Um, so yeah, it was really easy to grow. And of course the canadensis, Solidago canadensis, I've talked about this on another what's in my teacup, but very uh, much everywhere here in Wisconsin just grows and fields and ditches and um, forest edges, lawns, gardens, you know, everywhere. It just um, pops up everywhere. So it's a wonderful um, herb to have. And um, yeah, I would encourage you to at least harvest a stalk of it if you can find it and let it dry in your home because it dries very well through air drying and just um, give the tea a try uh, and see if you like it. So something I grew up with around me all, you know, I've lived in Wisconsin all my life and I've always, always seen it, played next to it as a kid, um, pulled it out in my gardens. And then I come to this realization, even after, you know, considering myself an herbalist, plant priestess, um, like come to an awareness that, that this is, can be used for something. It has medicinal like properties and it's been used for thousands of years by other groups of, by people that lived in, you know, North America and, um, and all the places where, um, this can grow and just realizing like, oh my goodness, I, I, I really can use this. Um, there's many herbs and plants around me that I've overlooked because I've just considered them to be like in the backdrop, you know, it's just like these normal things that I've always seen around me. And I, uh, when I started in herbalism, it was always really focused on the, the more exotic kind of plants, plants that didn't live where I did and you know the Chinese traditional medicine and and uh, all these other cultures that seem to have kept their herbal traditions over time and those are fun to learn and they're very helpful and but then it's really also fun to start to realize oh my goodness there's plants right in front of me that are growing around me that may not necessarily be in all my herb books but they can be used too so it's like reconnecting to the land that I'm in to realize what is around me and I also think that's um, more ec uh, e ecologically sustainable too, is to use the herbs that are around me and economical in terms of like they're right here. I don't have to um, order them online from thousands of miles away and use fossil fuels to have them shipped to me. I mean, I certainly do that. I certainly do order things that do not grow around me, but I'm just really committed to working um, and using herbs that um, are right under my nose and feet. <laughs> so I encourage you to do the same, to get curious with things that are around you and start to learn from them. I will just say that some of the herbal, you know, the more popular herbal books, they don't have everything in them. They don't have every herb that's in there. So if you find a plant that's near you and you identify it and start to look to see what kind of um, medicinal um, or edible uses it has, and you're not really finding anything, that's not a sign that it's not usable. It's just a sign that it hasn't made it into published materials, perhaps. Sometimes you just got to dig a little deeper, 
Um, going to herb conferences is fun because you learn from people that maybe haven't published yet, um, who are learning from grandparents and grandmas and elders and community members and you're passing it uh, orally that way. So that is my lesson from goldenrod today, goldenrod and Moldavian mint. Like I said, there's a new one in there that's kind of new to me that was introduced by a fellow herbalist. And then the goldenrod just is around here. You can order goldenrod online. Um, Mountain Rose Herbs does have it the last time I looked and I think they have a tincture of it too. So that is a possibility for those of you who are not harvesters yet or growers or wildcrafters. Uh, for those of you who are maybe a little bit newer and want to know for sure that what you're identifying is actually what it says it is. And if you're feeling a little um, uneasy about identifying things out there in the wild, you can certainly uh, buy them from reputable sources that already know how to identify them even when they're dry. Um, so, and have ways to verify what they are. So that those are my tips for you. Uh, about herbs and harvesting and getting them into your own home herbal apothecary. Which brings me to the Grow Your Apothecary monthly plant lessons um, that take place every Sunday before the full moon is when I do those lessons. Um, the next one is coming up soon. We just hit a dark moon, so we got a, a less than two weeks, I think, before the next one. And the next one is going to be on Monarda, which is also called Bee Balm. If you join um, to or subscribe to Grow Your Apothecary monthly plant lessons in September, you'll, you'll get the replay of the September plant lesson, which is wild black cherry, which is a tree. And you'll also get the um, what I'm calling the secret meeting, uh, creating mysterious and curious herbal potions. In fact, I'm doing that one live this Sunday, since that is the dark moon. And um, I that's a bonus one for people who join. So if you're looking to join um, on my website at fullcircleherbals.com, you'll see the Grow Your Apothecary monthly plant lessons. And I have the links in, in various places too. And I usually put them in the comments after the live so yeah, monthly uh, plant lessons. We're doing them every full moon, a Sunday before the full moon. If this full moon lands on a Sunday, that we'll do it that time too. But um, that's when we're doing them. And replays are available to the people who are in um, subscribers. They um, get a replay sent to their email. The lessons are about 45 minutes long. Um, we start out with a plant attunement. And then we go in, then I go into a lesson about like what it looks like, what it can be used for, some tips and tricks um, about it, how to add it to your home herbal apothecary. I'm trying to focus on herbs that are readily available, either, you know, they grow profusely around the world or they're, you know, fairly easy to, to get through the, through mail, through uh, Mountain Rose Herbs, that's the one I'm affiliated with is Mountain Rose Herbs because they have so many different kinds of herbs and they're very reputable and um, strive to be uh, ecologically sustainable. So it is $44 a month and you don't have to uh, subscribe for a certain amount of months or years or anything like that. It's just month to month. So $44, there is a sliding scale payment option for those who need that. I wanted to make it accessible to as many people as I could 
and also um, continue my business as well. So those uh, grow your apothecary monthly plant lessons. This Sunday is the, the bonus lesson. And then uh, every Sunday before the full moon is a plant lesson. All right, everybody, thanks for joining the What's in My Teacup. And I'll be back this time next week as well with another What's in My Teacup and another herb that I'm drinking and another cool tea cup to um, show you. It's so fun for me to be able to share these teacups because nobody else in my family is excited about them. So I know some of you all love them and um, collect them as well. So. I love it. It's like a little bit of history in my hand. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.